Hello and welcome to this festive episode of the Churchill Chat Podcast and number eight in the series. I'm your host, Tim Lewis. Um, if you've not heard all the podcasts and have time during the Christmas break to catch up, they are all available on the podcast page of the OCA website or in iTunes and in Spotify or you can just ask Alexa. And you may get one of those from Father Christmas if you're lucky. This month, we welcome back the commanding officer, Lieutenant Colonel James Shan, to hear about the ups and downs of the year. And as ever, we have our regular catch-up with Jim and Seamus at Home Headquarters. Before we start, I'd just like to congratulate the quartermaster, Captain Neil Rudd, who is a former guest of the pod, and he has been picked up for promotion on the beige list, so many congratulations to him. Also, congratulations to Second Lieutenant Sam Wyatt, He was commissioned into the regiment last week and I was watching the online streaming of that Sovereign's Parade and it brought back a lot of memories of having been there both as a cadet and as an instructor. Secondly, I also want to thank those who have taken the time uh, and enjoyed the podcasts. There have been over 2,500 downloads now. And in particular, a thank you to those who have taken time to get in touch and it is really nice to get feedback. Um, luckily, it has all been positive, so thank you. Barry Coddington is uh, one listener who regularly gets in touch. Uh, he served with the Queen's Elizars from 1961 to 1967 when they were on Centurions. He rose to the rank of corporal, but he said he preferred being a trooper. Anyway, he was Pritch's Batman for a while and is still in touch with him today. Apparently, Barry didn't want to be a Batman, uh, but it was his national service mate who talked him into it. However, he says there was one good thing that came out of it, and that was his love of poetry, because Pritch had Lord Wavell's book of poems called Other Men's Flowers. And if you don't know, it was rumoured that Wavell could recite 200 poems as he missed his library with him when he was on campaigns. And it was actually Peter Fleming, brother of the creator of James Bond, who suggested he compile an anthology. Anyway, when Barry was skiving off batting, he would read it. The thundering line of battle stands, and in the air death moans and sings. But day shall clasp him with strong hands, and night shall fold him in soft wings. There you go, Barry. And again, after the chat with Simon Fox, there were a number of comments. And David Jenkins actually pointed out that Simon came out halfway through the tour, and the Colonel of the Adjutant and the RSM visited once a quarter. So perhaps Simon went into hiding during their visits. Anyway, the original Sea Squadron leader was Nick Henshaw, with Robin Greenwood as 2IC, and the troop leaders were Bulkley, Mumford, Jenkins, Fielding, Tiarx, and Vaughan Griffith had the assault troop. And it was only halfway through the tour that Hugh Sanders took over as squadron leader, and Jenk became 2IC. And it was because the Irish Hussars uh, were at Bovington at the time that the regiment had officers from them uh, as second captains. Um, Richard Clifford was one, as was Christopher Hambry. As was mentioned by Simon during the podcast, Coco joined the A Squadron Drive back expedition, which was organised by Robert Crichton, uh, who was another Irish czar. And I am told that the story of the Overland return to England is worthy of another podcast. Apparently a certain officer never got further than Kabul, where he was admitted to hospital, suffering from encephalitis. Uh, The British Embassy was tasked to send a telegram to his father to inform him of the situation. The cipher clerk, however, had never heard of one disease that sounded like that, so he entered another, syphilis. The officer recovered, 
but received a furious response from his father. Anyway, now let's get back over to RHQ and have another catch-up with Colonel James. Colonel, hello. Welcome back to the pod. Hey, good afternoon, Tim. Hey, well, I'm, all right, first of all, I would say just thank you for you and the other people in the regiment who have uh, very kindly supported the podcast. Um, we've had, you know, Dee Scott and we've had Jess on, we've had everything and, you know, just really fantastic. So I just thought it'd be an ideal opportunity to catch up with you end of the year, new one looming and just find out. So some things have, some of things been happening. So, so, you know, for example, some of the operational stuff over the year. Uh, thanks, Tim. Firstly, I think, yeah, I think I will probably touch on um, operation to start with. Obviously, this time last year, the Queen's Royal Hussars Battle Group were in, um, in Estonia, on Ockebrit, and we returned in March, I think a couple of days before the lockdown. Um, but that didn't, um, you know, that wasn't the end of the Queen's Royal Hussars commitment um, to Ockebrit or Estonia and the enhanced forward presence uh, mission that NATO has out there. Uh, sea Squadron deployed immediately after us uh, with the Fusiliers, uh, and then D Squadron uh, deployed a couple of months ago uh, with the Five Rifles Battle Group. You know, both uh, C and D squadrons um, have performed exceptionally well, C, um, during their six months and D thus far. Now, I think it must be noted that, that neither squadron, well, C Squadron haven't, didn't take R&R and D Squadron won't have the opportunity to. Uh, so because of COVID, you know, they're doing six-month stretches out there, um, which isn't easy. Um, you know, and I'd like to say at this point, you know, thank you to all the families which are supporting um, all the soldiers, the men and women over in, um, over in Cabrit and Estonia at the moment. You probably saw actually D Squadron uh, front and centre at the moment being the only, only tanks uh, in the Five Rifles battle group uh, and they hosted the, uh, the Defence Secretary a couple of days ago. Which yeah, I saw that, saw that in the news. Uh, you know, so, so I thought that must be us, they're the only tanks there. <laughs> yeah, and they, they put him in a tank and, uh, and drove him over, um, drove him over a car, which I think uh, went down very well. <laughs> Um, you know, touching on operations back in the UK, uh, the remainder of the regiment have been part of the UK um, standby battalion, um, so uh, m- ready for MACATAR, so military assistance to the civil authorities. And unfortunately, we weren't called upon to help with COVID. Oh. We were held in reserve uh, for any terrorist incidents, which, which I have to say, fortunately, didn't take place. But, uh, but after that, uh, I have to say, Sea Squadron did... Um, did or were stood up for COVID, yeah. um, to do some track and trace, although um, uh, they similarly were stood down um, just a couple of days ago. So fortunately, they're not, uh, they're not on call over Christmas leave. OK, uh, lucky them. Yeah. And then you know, while, while those of us um, who've been committed to operations abroad um, and at home, you know, there's been very much a steady battle of them taking place um, for the regiment based in Tidworth. We are very lucky as the battle group to be the lead armoured battle group at the moment. So that means we're on 30 days notice to move part of the Vanguard Armoured Infantry Brigade to deploy with 3rd Division if required. Um, what does that mean? So, so it effectively means we need to be what's termed nowadays as ready uh, and very much focused on our readiness yeah. um, across our workforce, our equipment, our training uh, and the sustainment. To be honest, you, you probably... Um, it's probably not a far cry from, from being in the British Army on the Rhine in the 1980s. Um, so, so many of you, I think, will recognise what we have to do. But the real benefit has been that, that what's come, become with the task has been the resources. So not only do we have spares for our tanks and, and we have record availability at the moment, but we've also had the ability to train during COVID. So we've been out on Salisbury Plain, training as troops and squadrons 
and we've also been able to uh, to conduct ranges down in um, down in Castle Martin, um, where I have to say all three squadrons who have shot um, received 100% uh, first time pass rate on their annual crew test. Oh, brilliant! Um, was uh, which is very good news, and um, and the gunnery world down at Bovington got very excited about it. <laughs> The good old gunnery gods. Okay, that's really good. Oh, that's really good news. And so, what other sort of non-operational stuff has been happening? So, as I said, as a battle group, we, we, we settled back into Tidworth and we arrived back a couple of days before the lockdown. So the focus was meant to be very much upon settling into Tidworth and, yeah. and establishing ourselves in and around um, the local area. Unfortunately, this, this hasn't really taken place because of COVID. You know, not only a lot of the military has been dispersed, um, you know, we haven't because being the LABG, but lots of other regiments and units have been have been have had to send their soldiers away. Um, but also, you know, lots of the um, the kind of organisations which we'd like to plug into, um, we haven't been able to. We have been able to do a bit of sport. Um, unsurprisingly, the football team managed to uh, to get through to the Cavalry Cup final, playing a, a game every three or four weeks. I think when 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 uh, restrictions allowed. Um, Hopefully, the, the final will be played in January. It's been postponed three times now already. Uh, and we also managed a couple of cricket games until, again, uh, restrictions enforced us uh, and prevented us from doing that. I was also very pleased that I, and I think I mentioned it in one of the last podcasts. I happened to be down at Tidworth when the regiment won the QRH Cup at Tidworth Polo Club. <laughs> so, so well done to them. And I'm a highly disruptive year. So, I mean, I think it's been very interesting talking to everybody who you've had on the podcast, how, how much has been going on despite the sort of the, the, the disruptions and, and, and everything else. So how, what's happening to the regiment over, over Christmas? Is everyone away having a bit of leave? So, so everyone in the regiment actually has a lot of leave, which is good news. And, uh, and I've been able to take a bit of risk. So the majority have four weeks, um, less C-Squad, unfortunately, who are firing in Castle Martin in early January. Uh, on their tanks again um, so they only have three but we'll be able to make up a bit of their leave in February hopefully giving them at least one if not two weeks so nearly all the regiments dispersed apart from from those who are on rear party um, and for those on rear party there's um, uh, we've opened up the corporal's mess so that's that's the kind of hub where they can go and um, go and watch tv or, or play darts or, or play pool um, we'll just uh, just sit down with their friends and have a few beers. Yeah. Uh, and Christmas Day there'll be a there'll be a soldiers' lunch, although socially distanced, etc. Which um, which hopefully uh, hopefully will uh, will be as enjoyable as it usually is. And no walking around the, the lines with tea with a touch of whis- whiskey or brandy in it this year. <laughs> Not this year. I'm, I'm hoping St Patrick's Day in March will um, will provide the next opportunity. Get, for get that. Back to it. So very busy year. Police send the end. And- the back of it i know covid's still rumbling and, and everything else but what, what have you got coming up um next next year that's already on your your forecast of events so next year we remain as the um lead armored battle group which is really good news um so we've got exercises on soldier plane um throughout the year uh, supporting other training um as well as a, a large battle group exercise at the moment down in um Homefelds in southern germany oh right um, next September, uh, which should be very good. Uh, we've also got a staff exercise in Nigeria, I think, which will be uh, different and interesting. We're not taking our tanks this time. So ultimately, it's, it's lots of different, um, different opportunities for time on tanks for our soldiers, which is, which is very good. Um, we've also started planning uh, a lot more sport, uh, adventure training, and also battlefield tours. In fact, the, um, the Corporal's Mess came to see me just before leave. Um, and they're, they're starting a, plan, a tour, a battlefield tour of, um, of Imjin in South Korea, 
um, okay, next yeah. summer, as long as um, as long as we can get there, uh, it should be good. Yeah, you've got to keep planning. You never know what's going to happen. So, you know, hope for the best and plan for the worst, I suppose, is the answer, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. Cool. Well, Carl, thank you very much. Um, again, once again, thank you very much for supporting the podcast. And uh, Merry Christmas and a very happy New Year to everyone at the regiment. Uh, and we look forward to hearing what's happening over the next few months. So, you know, thanks very much. Thanks very much, Tim. And thank you for all the support which we receive, especially... Um, the support which D-Squadron are currently receiving out in uh, out in Estonia at the moment. And, and happy Christmas as well. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you to the Colonel for joining us while he was on leave. Um, and it just shows how much the regiment's been up to in what has been a pretty grim year. But great to hear that they're all in good spirits. Now let's go to home headquarters. Good morning and uh, welcome to the Christmas pod. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Good to be here. Gosh, it doesn't seem that long since we did the last one, does it? <laughs> well, I, I spoke to the commanding officer this morning and, uh, you know, he was just saying it's amazing that we're on number eight and it's been going for most of this year. And mm -hmm. how I spoke to him afterwards and he was saying how many people enjoyed listening to it. I'm oh, very glad good. to see that you are in your Christmas jumper and Seamus Christmas has his Christmas hat on. Get into, the Christmas, Christmas. get into the Christmas spirit, Tim. Get into the Christmas spirit. So, uh, Jim, I mean, really quite a short form one this time, but I mean, I mm. don't suppose, that, you know, home headquarters, there'd be much happening at all. I've received the Christmas cards you sent me, so I've sent those out, so they're done. Oh, excellent. Good. I'm glad they got there. Good, good. Yeah, no, um, all fairly quiet. I mean, it's just steady, really. Um, I I was down in home headquarters last week um, for a couple of days, and it's pretty, pretty quiet. Um, they sorted but... your radiators and carpet out. Uh, yeah, well, they have. They 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 left a bit of a mess in my carpets, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, we'll we'll sort that out once we get back there. Um, I'll have to go and speak to the quartermaster and see if we can get them um, cleaned. But they're okay. It's, it's not too bad. I mean, it's just little patches here and there. But uh, the one thing I did notice about my office actually is that it needs a really really good spring clean. You can <laughs> tell that there's been hardly any, anybody in the building for want of a year really you know on and off um because just layers of dust and yeah but i'll get it sorted out in the new year yeah. new year resolution jim clean your office um yep yep i mean i tend to do it anyway every every january <laughs> when i go back, back at christmas give it a good old a good old post christmas clean yeah no, and so. all quite on the welfare front right in the run up to Christmas? Uh, I've, I've had a couple of cases, actually. I've had a couple of cases in the last week. You know, we get them sorted out and um, and hopefully we're there to, to, to help people, in, in particularly this time of year. Yeah. Um, so I've had a, I've had three, I think, in December. So, uh, yeah. But, but, and you know, have you had any additions to people on, on the list? And whenever people get hold of me who've listened to the pod and things, I always tell them to get hold of you and register with the, with the website. So perhaps the numbers have gone up a little bit. The last time I looked, I think we were hitting, we're close to 1,400, aren't we, Seamus? Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I, I think so. It's around 1,400. It bobs around that. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty good. I mean, my, my, my big drive in the new year is um, is to get the, the serving uh, registered on, on the okay. website. 
there are there are some officers and soldiers who've registered on there, but I I want a big push to get um, all those who are currently serving on there for no other reason than you know at least we've got contact with them. So wherever they are, whether they're serving, whether they decide to leave the army, um, you know we will always have contact with them. They've got nothing to do; they don't have to worry about it. We'll always have their email address, of course, unless it changes. But it means that they'll start to receive the emails and the updates, etc. And you know, if it doesn't interest them, delete yeah, the we email. Yeah, we just need them. Absolutely, to... yeah. And, and if it does interest them, just click in and have a look. And, click in, and have a look. And, see what and also, I, I don't know how we can encourage more of the people, you know, those 1,400 to have the confidence to click on a, on a button and listen to a podcast because, you know, less than half yeah. the listenership probably comes from yeah. that, that 1,400. The, the big drive is mostly from Facebook. We'll have to have sure. a drive at educating and doing whatever we need to do. No, absolutely, yeah. But, um, but you know, we're, we're fairly healthy, I think, in terms of numbers registered on the website. I think we're, we're very yeah, good. No. We're, we're well up. I think the old newsletter that we used to yeah. do, that was at about 1,700. So, you know, we're we're getting very close to... Yeah, good. Uh, um, and, and you know, uh, if, if people have been listening to the podcast, they really would know what was going on. And you know, the commanding officer gave us a review of all this piece. He'll have, he'll have no. uh, talked about the whole year from talking yeah. up and that the, we're in the Cavalry Cup final. And they're hoping to do that in early January or something. But I suppose I yeah, think yeah. by January, we're all going to be locked down again. <laughs> again, and, yeah. You know, we, yeah. we won't be able to do anything. So, yeah. you know, we'll just have to fingers crossed, keep going. And of course, anybody listening to this podcast, if you know, you will have seen hopefully the update on the museum, which we yes. published just over a week. I will ask Brigadier Nick Smith to come back mm-hmm. in in January uh, and just give us a quick update on where we are. Now, of course, all the lockdown things have been causing problems with the museum, but it sounds like it's marching on, and some of the displays are yeah. in, and and people I have spoken to who have done things says it's it's really looking really good. Well, it is, and and you know, there's a pretty in depth update. On on the the website, we published it about a week ago, and there's some photographs on there to see how yeah. thing, you know people yeah, saw those. Yeah, it's coming on. Yeah, uh, it, when it opens, it will be something special, I think. Brilliant. I think oh well, we look forward to that. And uh, yeah, we're going to next Smith. If you're listening, we'll see we'll <laughs> see you in the pod in January. Oh, well, Jim, that that's great. And so yeah, well, but just before know. I go, I mean, I'd, I'd just like to wish everybody uh, a very very happy Christmas, a much better 2021 than what we've had uh, in, in the last year. It all seems a little bit surreal, a little bit of a sort of a, a nightmare, doesn't it? You know, hopefully the, the vaccinations take hold. We can get everybody vaccinated and then get back to some sort of new normality and oh, get I together. it's going to be a while, but let's have a while. Well, indeed. I mean, possible. I don't see anything happening, to be honest with you, probably before the summer, to be honest. No. I really think nationally, I don't think so, because by the time they, they rule it out and then they've got to give it a, a certain amount of time, um, I think we're probably, yeah, we're probably looking at, at closer to the summer oh, than, than to each other. You and I and Seamus and the others, we will keep people informed every month of what's going mm-hmm. on. Oh, absolutely. Yes. military. And uh, yeah. so yeah. now we go live back to Margate. Hey. And talk to Father Christmas with his hat on. Seamus, good morning. Hi, Tim. How are you doing, fella? All right. All very, very good. Now, what are the Christmassy type battle honours you've got for us this, this month then? <laughs> okay, so the month of January we're looking at. Yeah. And we have a total of six. Right which is, compared to other month, previous months, it's the lowest total so far. I guess it was a bit cold to do anything worthwhile in, in January. However, I'll, I'll start from the top, I guess. Uh, the first one we have is Seoul out in Korea, yep. uh, followed by, here we go, Comachino. That's Italian one. Sorry, the first one Seoul was eighth as ours in Korea. Fourth as ours was Comachino, followed by the Cenero Pocket, Again, fourth as ours, and then we dive back in time here to to Chilean Walla, uh, third oh, Chilean Walla. Yes, yes, in India. 
followed by the Ruhr for the Eighth Hussars on the going through. Um, and finally, <laughs> we have the Gulf 1991 by the Irish Hussars. That's it, and uh, that's really good. Uh, Chilean Waller, another picture that hangs in the officer's mess, very famous. Um, very much. And also the Gulf, um, the Basra Road pictures in the officer's mess as well. Yeah. Um, that hangs up there for, for the Gulf for the, the last, the end of. Yeah. So that's quite cool. Pretty hard to believe it's been 30 years since the Gulf. I just can't believe it. It really it just doesn't seem like, <laughs> it, it really doesn't seem like three years, let alone 30. I mean, I know there's been a lot of pictures that have been going around on Facebook, etc., which have been really good and bringing back a lot, back a lot of memories. And yes. I don't know, is, is, uh, I think there's, there also used to be a sort of a Gulf War dinner, didn't they, that used to have some, a lot of the officers used to go to? For... Uh, yeah, they have, um, they have what's called the, the Bazaar Road dinner. Yeah, and, and that's on the twenty eighth of February every year. So whether I doubt it'll be going ahead this year, <laughs> be a Zoom meeting, <laughs> you know, which is you know typically the thirtieth anniversary, and it probably won't go ahead. Um, but they may well sort of either postpone it or delay it, or or just you know um, I I don't know. I haven't seen anything on it yet, but uh, yeah, um, Mark O'Reilly sort of runs that, and uh, I'm sure he'll be putting out something pretty soon because it's getting, you know, for yeah, that time. You know, two months away, yeah. He normally puts something out just before or just after Christmas, you know. Yeah, so we, we have a, a lunch called the, the, the Rocking Horse Lunch, which is mm-hmm. in Queen's Elizabeth, and that, that's normally in February, and we've got the date booked, and, you know, but, you know, it's going to, actually, it's, it, we'll be talking about it next month, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, Vaughan Griffith sent it up as uh, many years ago to... Uh, to a way of keeping in contact with his brother officers and it's, it's still going so yes how yeah. long these things keep going but there you go jim all i can say is thank you very much for your help to get the pod going and your input every month and wish you a very merry christmas and happy and better 2021 uh seamus again thank you to you for that all the battle on the stuff your pronunciation is getting better so <laughs> i'll try i'll try my hardest but there sometimes you, you know getting your tongue around some of those words you know yeah. So, both of you have a have a very great Christmas, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you sort of towards the end of January. So, have a have a really good one. No, absolutely, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, look forward to January and to you a very very happy Christmas to you and your family. And um, yeah, speak to you in the new year. Yeah, take care. Thanks, Jim and Seamus. Great to hear from you as ever. Uh, on the Zoom call, they were looking very festive in Christmas jumpers and hats. So. Uh, getting into the spirit. And thank you to all of you uh, who have listened in this year from around the globe. Uh, Right at the beginning, someone said to Jim and I, you have moved QRH Veterans Communications on a quantum leap in a single podcast. So I hope we have kept you informed and entertained and uh, we look forward to doing so in 2021. So all is left to say really is... uh, I hope you have as good a Christmas as you can, given the circumstances, and very best wishes for a better new year. Merry Christmas. <laughs>